Hi everyone, welcome to this podcast from Cambridge Health Tech Institute for the phage and yeast display of antibodies and recombinant proteins track at PEGS, which runs May 5th through 6th in Boston, Mass. I'm Christina Lingham, the director for the PEGS conference. We have with us today one of our speakers from the conference, Louise Alvarez-Valina, who is now associate professor in the Department of Protein Engineering at Aarhus University in Denmark. Louise will be giving a talk in May on in vivo selection of antibodies, new roads, open up for the identification of systemically accessible tumor antigens. Louise, thank you for joining us. Thank you very much. So, Louise, can you describe your approach? Ah, yes, of course. Well, I think um, we have a new system to try to identify tumor and targeting antibodies in a mouse-bearing tumor. So, the idea is using um, antibody repertoires in an animal and then let the antibody repertoire circulate uh, in the organ. The idea is try to select only those antibodies that meet, let's say, the fine biological effect. In this case, we are focused on the identification of uh, good targeting antibodies. So this is important because the system works without uh, a previous knowledge of the target. So this should be some kind of um, biased approach that can yield new antigens, new uh, tumor-associated antigens. So this is important because the system will also uh, discriminate against antibodies with, let's say, a non-ideal condition, for example, high off-target effects or accessibility problems, for example. I think that the system is a new concept because it will be good for identification of uh, antibody clones that are able to interact with molecules that are expressed in the native environment. Uh, Another important advantage of the system should be that other molecules uh, that are uh, ubiquitous expressed in the cell surface and in other tissues uh, in the body, let's say that antibodies that interact with other ubiquitous molecules in the body will be depleted. So this is an important uh, question in, in the system. Should be some kind of negative selection. Finally, the other important advantage of the system is that only antibodies that can reach the specific target and resist the environmental condition, for example, the presence of proteases, the avoiding the natural existing blocking antibodies over immune components will be retrieved. So I think there are several advantages in the whole system, in the approach, that could be great in the future you know, to try to identify a new antigen. But I think at the moment this is one of the main problems in the oncology field because we have just quite a few validate targets for a tumor diagnosis and therapy. Right. Louise, your work sounds very important in identifying potential new targets for oncology. So can you describe what progress you've made recently? Well, in the recent years, there have been, let's say, significant advance in the identification of the potential ligands that are accessible from the bloodstream, including, for example, functional genomic analysis or proteomics that has allowed the identification of some genes that are overexpressed in, for example, tumor derived endothelium. However, from my point of view, the most interesting results come from Erkis Ruslatis lab, 
So the, the, the relatives groups were the first to demonstrate that it's possible to use H-particles in vivo. In Ruslati's work, they use H-particles displaying uh, peptide sequences. And the system has been very effective to the identification of peptide sequences that specifically target different types of endothelial cells. So they call vascular seed codes. And furthermore, the utility of this kind of peptides has been uh, demonstrated in different experimental models. So these uh, six codes can be used to target specific therapeutic moieties to different components in the tumor. And even recently, in a very impressive paper in science, they demonstrated that this kind of peptide can increase the penetration of different kinds of uh, tumor um, uh, agents or anti-tumor agents. So I think, yeah, there are, let's say, several groups working in different fields. But for, from my point of view, I think Rosetti Lab is the most uh, interesting precedent in the area. Right, right. Well, thank you for describing your, your recent work in this area. And can you give me an example of a pitfall that you encountered and how you went about solving it? I think that the main task for our group was to try to adapt the, the protocols, the previous protocols that had been used to select peptide libraries to our specific context. So the, the work from Rochelle's labs is based on the use of T7H particles. All the uh, antibody display libraries are based on the use of N13H particles. So these both phage are really different. So the T7H particle that is the base of peptide display system is small particle, it's a steroid of about 60 to 100 nanometers in diameter, and the display is multivalent. By contrast, the system that we are using, the N30H, that is, let's say, the most common display platform for antibody repertoires, is huge a particle with a diameter of 5 to 10 nanometers, 900 nanometers long. And additionally, the display of antibody molecules in this H particle is monovalent. So the system, as you can see, is pretty different. So this was the, the main reason, in our opinion, why it's so difficult to find good target particles using the M13 bacteria page. So to try to optimize the system, we were working a lot to try to optimize the circulation time for finding a tumor targeting bacteriophage. So um, the main thing was to modify the conventional uh, circulation time, that in the case of T7 phage is around 15 minutes, that if this time is enough to reach most of the uh, targets that are exposed in the endothelium. But <clears throat> since that we have a different particle and we have a different uh, objective, we were working with longer circulation times. So finally, we decided to use a 24 hours uh, circulation time, and this was absolutely critical. 
you know, to have a protocol working and allow us to discriminate between tumor and normal or reference tissues. So the take-home message, let's say, that the circulation time is the key parameter. The idea is this should be carefully evaluated in every experimental model. So this is really important, you know, to be aware that we are using different stage particles and also that we need to be sure about how this uncertain particle is going to work in a specific animal model. So this is critical for the success of the, of the system. So thank you for describing your use of phage display to increase the repertoire of antibodies. What is the most important thing you learned from your studies? Well, I think uh, the most important thing that I learned from my studies is really important, you know, to be sure about how the play system is going to adapt or to work in a specific uh, situation. So in this case, it's, it's critical, as I mentioned before, you know, to optimize the circulation time, also to try to work with, let's say, reasonable repertoire. So I think it's not realistic in this in vivo system to work with huge antibody repertoires. So these huge antibody repertoires, of course, will work very well in vitro in selection with purified proteins, but in an animal model, especially in, in mice, that there are really small animals with a, approximately three amount blood volume. So it's impossible to have these huge repertoires. So the other important thing is that to try to reduce the repertoire and then try to use in vivo repertoire with, let's say, a reasonable number of different clones. And finally, also it's important, you know, to be sure about what kind of format are you going to use in your antibody binding molecule to be sure, you know, about the stability and affinity of the interaction. Well, we're very excited about your work and featuring it at the Phage and Yeast Display meeting. Finally, I have a, a couple of last questions and then we'll let you go. Have you identified novel target proteins or have there been known proteins that were not known to be expressed on tumor surfaces? Yeah, this is really interesting. Actually. I think it's probably one of the most exciting areas in the, in the future, you know, of uh, tumor targeting proteins. So I think we have a real tumor centric view of uh, what a uh, tumor associated antigen should be. So it should be something that is expressed in the surface of the tumor cell, like transmembrane receptor. But I think that the molecule that we identify is a uh, is a protein that is normally expressed in other cell compartments. So the idea is probably for unknown reason at the moment, some uh, proteins that are normally expressed in, let's say, cell compartments like the nucleus, cytoplasm, mitochondria, etc., are accessible and are spread all associated to the tumor cell. And this is a good uh, challenging opportunity. So this is a new concept that probably will be important in the future because if a normal protein in a normal cell is expressed, let's say, in the mitochondria or in the nucleus, but in the tumor cells or in the tumor environment, this protein is expressed in the context of the cell surface of the tumor, 
This is a new opportunity for targeting. So this is a really exciting concept, and we are, oh, I'm particularly convinced that this should be very important in the future to develop new agents for diagnosis and therapy. So finally, one last question. Are all of the target's proteins, or do you also identify glycospecific phage? Well, yes. We have um, just a few candidates because I think it's a huge work. So it's, let's say, more or less uh, easy to identify antibodies that are able to uh, target the tumor, but the process to characterize these uh, antibodies is really complex. We need to use, you know, proteomic experiments, uh, tests, many kinds of things. So this is really difficult task. So at the moment, we only have information about one target, and the target is a protein, subunit of the protein is a complex. But I'm pretty sure that probably in the future, the system will be able to identify uh, different kind of targets and not only proteins. I'm sure that the system will be useful to identify other, you know, components that, for example, glycans or things like that, apparently are going to be very important in the tumor biology. Louise, thank you so much for taking time for our conversation today and for sharing your insights. Okay, thank you very much for your call. Very good. That was Luis Alvarez Valina of Aarhus University. He'll be speaking at the Phage and Yeast Display Track at the upcoming PEG Summit, taking place on May 5th and 6th in Boston. If you'd like to hear him in person, go to pegsummit.com for registration information and enter the key code podcast. I'm Christina Lingham. Thank you for listening.